I'll tell you a story this morning. A journalist was doing a survey, and he was asking people what they consider to be the greatest tragedy in life. He went, she went around asking people, so many, so many people. Then, he, then one gentleman brought her whole interview, uh, survey to, to an end. Because when she asked the gentleman, what is the greatest tragedy in life or on this earth? The gentleman's response was, who are you? And she said, my name is Jane Smith. So that is just your name. That is just a name you are called by. But who are you? Then he said, well, I'm the journalist for this big TV company. He said, well, that is just your job title. But who are you? Then he said, well, I'm a human being. He said, that's just your species. But who are you? Then the woman got, Jane Smith got a message that actually she has never taken time to find out who she really is. Now the thing is, the other people have come up to try to, you know, either dismiss or try to answer this question. Someone said, well, that question really cannot be answered because, um, you know what, at the end of the day, you are just skeleton, muscles, and circulatory system. And you are only better than animals. You know where she's coming from, an evolutionist. Then another person said, well, you are your mother's child or your parent's child. That simply means you are the parent of a species. But who are you? So the question really isn't answered by all those. And then someone said, well, um, well, you are who you are. Which means, I don't know who I am. <laughs> now this question who are you, or who am I? Unless it is answered by you, you will go through life just going through life. Little discouragement and you would give up. Fulfillment will elude you. You might think that, oh, wow, if I can get married, I can be fulfilled. And then you marry, you realize, actually, it wasn't there. If I can get a job with this company, then I'll be fulfilled. You get a job, you realize it isn't there. If I can travel the whole world, and you get a chance to travel the whole world and realize it still isn't there. So the question, who are you? must be answered. And until that question is answered, you will miss the greatest opportunity that you are here for. Because we are all here for something and for a purpose. There's a reason why you are here. We ask the question, who am I? That you are so mindful of me. Who am I? You sing the song, who am I? Who are you? Today as you sit here, who are you? Who do you say you are? Are you something because people say you are something? Well, people say I'm a teacher, so I'm a teacher. People say, I'm a computer, so I'm a computer science student. People say, you are a man, so you are, so you are a man. Okay, fine, yeah, you are a man, but who are you? Man is the gender. 
Because God made male and female. Well, I'm a woman. And the last thing I don't want to hear is Jane's mom. So if Jane was not born, I would never have had a name and I would, not, and I would never have been anything. Simon's dad. So if Simon had not been born, I would not have been anything. Now this brings us to the passage we read this morning or the passage before us, which is Exodus chapter 3. And I want us to come to verse 11. Hallelujah. In this verse... We have the man Moses answering God, saying, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, let us remember that Moses has run away from Egypt to hide. When this conversation takes place between him and God, he's 80. He's 80 years old. When he ran away, he was 40. So 40 years had passed. Within these 40 years, he's looked after sheep for their father-in-law. He's done other things like getting married, having some children, and do, doing other things. Like, and today, he was taking, this, this particular day, he was taking a special trip, taking the sheep around the other side of the mountain. He was doing something exciting. Then he is confronted with this assignment. And the assignment was to go back to Egypt, to go back to Pharaoh and say, God wants his people out of Egypt. So the first thing we see here is it says, who am I? I've been looking at the sheep. Who am I? I'm a runaway man. I'm a man trying to survive. I'm here because I'm, I'm in hiding. I'm far away from my family. The old world. I have just formed a new family here, but actually my people are somewhere else. And now I'm looking after the Sheep of my father-in-law. Trying to mind my own business. After 40 years. And I'm being asked to go back to Egypt. So who am I? God have mercy. Amen. Who am I? That I should go. You see, he's, he spent exactly the number of years he spent when he was in Egypt in this land called Midian, 40 years. If he had anything after 40 years, everything is just dried up. All he's been doing is, you know, taking care of sheep and, and you know, wearing some sheep, uh, shepherd's clothes and doing all kinds of mundane things around. Yes, it is said Moses was learning all the wisdom of Egypt. He's learned the skills. But 40 years, he hasn't used any of them. In the wilderness now, go back and face Pharaoh. Yes, who am I? So when he asks that question, all these things are behind, are in his mind. All these things are behind that question. Who am I? Run away, hiding, 
a man trying to survive, separated from parents, separated from other loved ones. By virtue of being with my father, with, with this man, I've married his daughter. And that's minding my own business. You know, it's over. It's over. I've turned my back onto this thing. It's over. Yo, who am I to try this? You see, the truth is this. Your circumstances or our circumstances does not determine who we are. The clothes you wear does not determine who you are. Hello. The hotels you stay in when you travel doesn't determine who you are. The reason why I say this is because Henry Ford, when he entered England, he was already a billionaire. At the business office, he asked the man, where can I find the cheapest hotel? And of course, everyone knows Henry Ford. His, his name and pictures have traveled far. I've gone ahead of him. So the man looked at him and said, excuse me, sir, if I'm correct, you are Mr. Ford? He said, yes, I am. He said, Whenever your son comes here, he asks for the, you know, the most expensive hotels and wears expensive clothing. So how come you are asking for the, you've come and you are wearing this coat, which is like, you know, aged like years ago, and asking for the cheapest hotel? Henry Ford's reply was, after I sleep in that hotel, in that cheap hotel, wouldn't I still be Henry Ford? <laughs> and for this coat, yes, it was given to me by my father, so it is really old. About my son, he's young and inexperienced. So he's always concerned about how people will judge him. So he thinks that he has to Live in the most expensive places, wear all these things just to show who he is. So basically what Henry Ford was saying was, I know who I am. I don't need to sleep in, a, in an expensive hotel to become somebody. I know who I am already. Hallelujah. Amen. He know who he was already. She saw... The external or circumstances or the things around us do not determine who you are. So once again, who are you? The second thing we see in this text is this. He said, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? Who am I? Pharaoh was his greatest fear. Pharaoh was the man he's run away from the last 40 years. Pharaoh is the reason why his life has changed. He's where he is because of this Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh sought to kill him. Because of what he's done. You see... The interesting thing here is this. When God comes to Moses, listen to what God does. God does not just say, Moses, come, and I'm sending you. God, God doesn't do that. Listen to what God does. Come to the verse. Six. He says, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Which means God knows Moses. He knows him very well. 
Because he tells, I'm the God of thy father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the, hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land, and unto a large a land flowing with milk and honey, unto, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. So God tells him that he is a God of his fathers, which Moses respects, so he hides his face. Secondly, he tells him, it's a, you are going to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey, which they will occupy. That means it's going to be a fertile ground. That means a fertile ground. Hallelujah. Amen. So God tells him something that should have, you know, excited Moses. But even though God gives him all these things to excite him, Moses wouldn't take it. And the, the other thing too is that it is God himself that is telling Moses this. That means if you don't know who you are, you can miss one of the greatest opportunities in life. That when God even comes to tell you to rise up and do something, because you don't know who you are, and just deciding who you are based upon your circumstances, you're going to turn your back on what God is even saying to you. So the question is an important question to be answered. Who are you? Hello. Who are you? It's a question we must answer. It cannot be left unanswered. That God is speaking to this man and he's saying, you know what? Listen. He says, I believe that he was listening with interest. Come now, until God said, come now therefore. So he was kind of, mm-hmm. All that God was saying, Moses is already aware of it. Mm-hmm, go on. You've come to, to deliver Israel from Egypt. That's good. Mm-hmm, go on. He didn't interrupt. He was okay. Until God said, come now. Therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. That thou mayest bring forth my people, children of Israel, out of that was where it got Moses. As long as God was describing what he was going to do, that's fine. That is you. Do it. I agree. Do it. But the moment he said, hey, you are going to do it. Then he said in the verse 11, Moses said unto God, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Who am I to do this? But you see, when you read chapter 2, come with me to chapter 2, please. Chapter 2, the verse 11 to 15. Chapter 2, 11 to 15 of, of Exodus. We are, and, it, and it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went unto his brethren and looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no one, no, no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove to, together, and he said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this, 
he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well to refresh his soul because he was tired. He's run away. You see, so in Egypt, in Egypt, he tried to deliver Israel. So how come now God is coming to him? He's saying, no. Why is he saying no? All because he feared the Israelites. Circumstances, what has happened around him, has now killed every confidence in him. But even when God is speaking, he won't put himself together to agree with God. I don't know where you are, and I don't know what has scared you in life, what has intimidated you in life, that you are no longer aspiring to do what you intended to do some years ago. Now you see, Moses was chosen to be the deliverer of Israel. Hello. He was born to be the deliverer of Israel. God specifically gave him or brought him here on this earth to do this assignment. But here he's been asked to do it and he's saying, no, I can't do it. In the same way Jeremiah was called. If you come with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. Verse 4 to 7. In Jeremiah 1, 4, 4 to 7, the Bible makes us to understand that God comes to Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, for, then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah saying, Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. In the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6, then said, then said Jeremiah, Ah, oh, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak. I am a child. Now, who is speaking? No, who is speaking to Jeremiah? God. God is speaking to Jeremiah that I have called thee before you came forth from the womb. Before you were born unto, unto the earth, I have already I've already done, done, done what? I've already sanctified you and I have ordained you a prophet unto the nation. I say, ah, no, no, no. I'm a child. Before he was born, before he was born, I've already ordained you. The same with Moses. He was born to do this work. But guess what? Here he's saying, I cannot do it. What about Christ Jesus? What did the angel say about him? Matthew 1, verse 20. In Matthew 1, verse 20, it says, And thou shalt call his name. Thou shalt call his name what? Thou shalt call his name? Jesus. Oh, come on. But while he thought on this, that is Joseph, while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. You will call him Jesus because his assignment is to save his people from their sins. 
So before he was born, what he was meant to do is already decided. This morning I've come to tell you, before you were born, what you were created to be, to be has already been decided. Hallelujah. What you were created to be was decided before you landed on planet Earth. What you are to do is already decided. You do not come to the earth to decide what you are going to do. It's already decided, just like Moses. But for Moses, circumstances, hardships, difficulties, threats, it's now making him say no to what he was born to be. Can you imagine that? That what he's, what he's born to be, now he's saying no, I don't want to do it. Hello. Hi. What is the use? Of a, of a radio receiver that won't receive. What is it, what is it, what is it, what, what is it good for? What is the good of a chair that won't support you when you sit down on it? Hello? So when a product, when something made for a particular purpose won't serve that purpose, what good is a thing? You see, so you realize that there is nothing else but for to serve that purpose. And I've come to announce to you today that before you were born, what you were made to do was already decided by God because he made you. Hallelujah. Just like he made Moses and came to Moses. Now, can you imagine that God comes to Moses and says, Moses, I've come to you. What, a, what an honor. What an honor for God to appear and to tell him, go and bring them out. This is the time. It's now time to bring out Israel from Egypt. It's time. It's time. Oh, well, I'm 40 years old now. Remember, Moses was 80 when God came to him. How many of us here are, are 80? That means none of us in this room has any excuse at all. Because he was 80. Hello? Let no one tell you life begins at 40. And you've passed 40. So you're thinking, oh, it's over. No, Moses started at 80. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, at one point in time, you would have to answer this question. Because until you answer this question, who you are, you will not be able to function in the kingdom of God as you ought to function. What God created you to be, hallelujah, is what you are on this earth for and nothing else. You see, even the master himself, the master, Christ himself, oftentimes answered this question for us. Many times he answered that question. He knew who he was and he, and he, and he presented this thing in many different forms. He said, I am the good shepherd. I am. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door to the Father. No one comes to the Father except by me. No one. So there is no passage apart from me unto God. There is no one that has had the audacity to declare that there is no way to the Father. That I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no access to the kingdom of God or to God or to the Father except by me. It takes a man, it takes a person who knows who he is to declare boldly. And if you don't, people will tell you who you are. And because he know he, he knew who he was, he was also able to say who he wasn't. He said, hey, I am not of this world. He knew who he was. And he knew why he was here. And he wouldn't take any other alternative. When he declared he was going to die on the cross, someone got upset about it and tried to re rebuke him. He said, you Satan, get behind me. When you don't know who you are, you will take everything people put on you. Oh, it's so painful. Sit down. Don't do it anymore. Hmm, thank you. Thank you for advising me. I won't do it anymore. Hey! And you may be just exchanging what you've been called to do for something else. Hello. What you've been called to do is decided by God. God decides it. You see, and the thing is this, Moses, when we come to Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, the scripture we read earlier on, Acts 7 please, in the Acts 7, he said, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deed. Let's move on. And when he was full 40 years, it came where? Into his heart. It came where? Into his heart. Oh, come on, I can't hear you. It came where? Into his heart. Now, if you are asleep, now you've got to wake up. Hallelujah. And it came where? Uh, no, I, I want to hear you speak out from your, from, from, from your innermost being. And it came where? Into his heart. That's right, hallelujah. If you have not spoken yet, I want to hear you. It came where? Into his heart. Hallelujah. It came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. Now let's continue. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. Verse 25. Four, hallelujah. Amen. Four, praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says four. He supposed, hallelujah. It came into his heart and he supposed that his brethren would have understood. That they would have understood that by his hand, God would deliver them. That they would have understood that God, by his hand, would deliver them. But they understood not. So he knew on the inside of him. He already, he, he knew, he knew. He knew who he was created to be was on the inside of him. Hallelujah. He sensed the inside him. He knew it. It was only circumstances. And life, the way life has dealt him, that is not making him say no, no. But then he knew. Then he knew. What are we saying this morning? What, who you are is on the inside of you. Who you are is on the inside of you. And you are to discover it. As Moses knew, you are to discover it. So when God comes to you, you see, God doesn't come to tell you to do something He's not already put in there. 
God won't ask you to rise up and do something he hasn't already put there. When God challenges you on something, it means he's already put it on the inside of you. It's already there. And Moses already had it on the inside of him. It wasn't outside him. And guess what? Because of what he was called to do, he was called to deliver Israel from Egypt. God made sure that he was learned in all the ways of the Egyptian wisdom. He was well versed in the wisdom of Egypt. Paul, Saul who became Paul, what he was meant to be, read Acts again. And when you read Acts again, you will see when he was, when he was knocked down on his horse, the Lord told him, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. That is like, it is, it is hard for you to go contrary to the flow. The flow is that you actually are one of mine. But you are going contrary. You are one of mine. I prepared you. And with all your preparation, you are the one going to go to the, to the Gentiles. You are the one to stand before kings. Ah, my goodness. His preparation, every preparation that Paul had already, had already had was for the gospel to be preached in higher places. When the fishermen were not going to, where the fishermen were not be able, going to be, be, able, be able to go, where the task collectors, collectors will not be able to go, to, to go, Saul, who became Paul, would be able to go because of his training. And God had already prepared him for that. And all he was to do was to get up. And he was inside of him. But you see, like Paul, many of us have been conditioned by our circumstances. Many of us have been programmed by our circumstances. And so we tend to, you know, quieten that thing. Because as you were growing up, you were told, you, um, we have an engineer, we have an engineer, we have a doctor, hmm, I think you are to become an architect, uh, uh, yeah, an, okay, an architect. So that when we are building our house, we can fall upon you. Like some families do, some, com some community, communities do. They come together. My son is a lawyer. Your son is a banker. Can you please give birth to a child and then make, him, and then make sure that he trains to become a surveyor or something so that when we start our project, we can have all these people and that's what they do. And it's true. But the thing is this, most of them are in those things and they don't really want to do them. But they are there because father has put me there or mom has put me there. And what God has put, created you for is lying something. So you realize you, you are going through and you're always worn out and always not fulfilled and you are just going through the meal, just, 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 just going through the rhythm every single day. I'm not asking you to quit your job right now. <laughs> but I'm asking you to, to, to discover who you were meant to be. Because sometimes when you, when you discover what you're meant to be, sometimes it can be alongside what you are doing now. And sometimes you might actually, actually relocate, change it, ret retrain. But you need to find, discover, no, sorry, you don't find it, you discover it because it is already on the inside of you. Discover it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God created us with whatever we are to do here on this earth inside us. So you are to discover it. 
How? 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 You will need to be, you will need to prayerfully discover this. Get into your closet, wherever it is, and be very quiet within you and really look deep on the inside. What really motivates you? What really motivates you in this life? What is, it, what, what is it that really drive, what is it that drives you? What is your greatest passion? What is, what, 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 what is it that drives you? Because we will all stand before him. What he's given you is a reason why Jesus gave a parable of the talents. That the master who gave the talents will ask you what you did with the talents. What I created you for, that is within you. What did you do with it? We've been conditioned by our society. Sometimes people say, well, now, the in thing now, what is going now is business. So even, even though you know business is not what you are called for, because that's where the money is, you put yourself there to do that, study there. Hello. But you see, Money shouldn't be the deciding factor because what God created you for can give you more. More. Oh, but when I check the salaries on that field, there's not much. Don't, don't bank on that. Don't let that be a reason why you choose or not, or, or not, or not choose. A man's gift, the Bible says, will make, make room for him. Hallelujah. So don't let the circumstances decide what you do. Now it's all about computers. So I'm going computing. Now it's all about medicine. So I'm going to become a doctor. There's no doctor in our family, so you must become the doctor. And, and doctor is not in you. And all through medical school, you are really struggling. But I, I have to become a doctor. And when you become a doctor, you realize that. It's like most of the, now in the UK, the main thing now is nursing. Everybody's going nursing. But you go to the wards, and you go some of the most miserable workers. No compassion. The flowing nightingale spirit is not there at all. But, hey, nursing, why? Because that's where the money is now. No compassion for people. A patient is, 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 is suffering. Mm, yeah, keep quiet. They will even tell you off. Why? Because there is no compassion for, for lives. Don't care. Just there, just to grab some money. Hello. If you are in anything and you are just there and you know you are just there just for the money, God have mercy. Quickly, quickly discover what you meant to do and switch. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't go through life just going through sake. Well, <laughs> by 21, I have to marry. Oh, but 25, I have to marry. So now you are wearing your, no man is coming yet, and you are wearing your soul. What has God called you to do? Get on with that thing. For all you men know, it is on that path that God has placed the man or the woman. What about that? And you are wasting your time on other fields. Oh, I see that, that's the reason why we are here on this earth. No, you are here to glorify God. 
But to glorify God, there's a particular thing God wants you to glorify him through. Like Moses, you will deliver Israel out of Egypt for, for me. Jeremiah, you will be my spokesman. Hallelujah. Amen. For some of us, you will be a bridge. A bridge to turn people onto God. You, who are you? Sit down. Prayerfully. Look on the inside. And be still. And find out what, what is that really drives you. What is your motivation? Something you will do, even if no money is given to you. To you. If money wasn't a problem... If you had all the money you ever need in this life, I'm trying to help you to, to, to discover it. What would you do? That thing is what you were created for. And not the thing that you are passionately, that you, you are running after, day after day. And it's consuming your, your life and it's killing you. And at the end of the day, no fulfillment. You're just doing it. God have mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, another thing too is this. What you are called to do usually lies in your difference. What I mean by difference is in your uniqueness. Unfortunately, the world has told us that if you are different, you are, you are queer. If you are different, you are odd. But you see, what God made you to be is in your difference. And the reason why he made you different is because there is a problem you must solve that I can solve. But in that difference, in that uniqueness, you will be able to solve it. When no one else can. That is the reason why you are different. So instead of the world celebrating your difference, we are rather crushing it. That is why it is a great tragedy for any human being to be born on this earth and all your life is being a copycat. All your life, you are being a copycat. You are copying other people. What is so-and-so doing? Go and do that. What is so-and-so doing? Go and do that. Now, what about you? From the inside of you. What is God saying? Because God has placed it there. So you will discover it. And work with it. It entered his heart. It entered his heart. He became aware. He discovered. Because it was already there. He, he became aware. That through him, God was going to deliver them. But what happened? They rejected. See, 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 so you're, another thing is this, how you identify what you call to do. The thing that most people try to oppose you when you are in it, usually it's that thing. Jesus Born to save men from their sins. From the time he started, he was persecuted. And it was the same persecution that actually put him on the cross. So from beginning to the end, he was persecuted. Sometimes we have the idea that oh, when you learn your own thing, everyone will just love it. No, 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 no. It's not always like that. Paul. So who became Paul? Yeah. Yeah. When he was a Pharisee, it was all fine. Yeah. Being a Pharisee, it was all fine. The moment he started working for God, his true calling, he was persecuted, 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 continually. Hello. Hi. Moses, right from the... <laughs> Right from the after the Red Sea, they troubled him until the man left the world. 
Stubbornness. Are you the only one called? Are you they, through all come, read, read numbers and you wonder, isn't this the man that has brought them out of Egypt into the promised land? They gave him hell. Read numbers, the, the book of numbers, and the trouble they gave him. So when you're on the field, so if you're being troubled on the path, ah no, no, I don't think God called me here for this one because, because there's trouble. Actually, when you are in it, people, the world will oppose it. Another way to find out too is this. When you are growing up, what were some of the things that really challenged even your life? It's an, it's, it is an, an, an indication. Check Moses. Check Jesus. They had the greatest opposition when they, were, when, they were, when, they were, when they were born because they were deliverers. So the enemy wanted to just finish them off. As you were growing up, what were some of the challenges you went through? It is usually a clue. A clue. It is usually a clue. Because the enemy wants to silence it. Wants to silence it. Wants to make sure that your head is not lifted. Because if you live to the age that God is going to start working with you, you cause havoc. So let's get rid of it. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was having dreams not because he wanted to just have dreams. It was what was buried on the inside of him already that was giving him those dreams. Dreaming that the sun and the moon were bowing down to him. And when he told the story, all hell broke loose. Because he was born to be the one that would deliver them. That would deliver them. And when they finally met him in Egypt, he said, don't worry, God sent me here. Now come full circle, full, full picture. God sent me here to preserve life. I was born into the family to preserve the life of the family. What I've come to tell you today is that you are not here by accident. And you are not just an addition to the number. You are not a spectator on the field. You are here for a purpose. There's a reason why, and you need to discover it, who you are. So you begin to function. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm a husband. <laughs> you are only there because that woman you proposed to said yes. What if every, every woman bounced you? Who would you have been? I'm a housewife. What if no man ever came? And you had a house. What would you be? <laughs> you see, so who you are is not in those domestic things and those biological things. I am Jojo's mother. I am Samuel Paul's dad. No, who are you? I'm a bridge. To connect man to God. Hallelujah. Love for God, love for man. To bring them to God. Who are you? That's the question we are asking this morning. That you will discover who you are and begin to live that life. And once you discover who you are, someone once said, the man who discovers who he is cannot be hurt. You can't be hurt. You can't be discouraged. 
because you know who you are. I don't know how it works, but once you know who you are, discouragement doesn't set in. You will have the blows, but discouragement, no, because you know who you are. And on that path, you can't be discouraged. You can't be hurt because you know who you are. You are so full of it that you can't be hurt and you can't be discouraged. You have the temporary knockdowns. You knock down, but you get up again. That is when in the night, you go to bed in the night crying, oh, what they did to me. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then by the, when it is every day, about 5.30, 6, your eyes open. And your eyes see the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's like whatever. The energy is renewed. Hallelujah. Amen. Cannot die. I'm sorry. I know who I am. It's too late. You should have tried when I didn't know who I was. That you could have succeeded. But now I do. I am up for business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are unique. I'm not trying to beat you. You know, I, I, I am going past that. I'm not trying to beat your head or anything, but I come to announce truth to you. That God created you for something unique and something specific. Amen. It's inside of you. Discovery that it comes out. Some of you, you know it already, but you are dangling around it. Get into it. <laughs> Get into Amen. it and say your song. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe you've been watching us on video. And you see, coming to the comfort of your home, what we've come to tell you is that God created you for a purpose. That purpose lies right within you. You may not be born again, but that purpose is still there. But you see, a life of true fulfillment begins when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today, you want to open up your heart unto him and say, Lord Jesus, I know you made me because you made all things and without you was nothing made. Today, I don't, know, I don't only want to just know why I'm here on this earth, but I want, to, I, want to, I want to do this life with you. Give me this life which you give, eternal life. My life is nothing to write home about. But I know that if you come in, I'll be transformed. Today I open up my heart to you, to your life. Make me a brand new person. And help me also to discover who I was created to be. That I'll live my life to the glory of the living God. To serve God's kingdom. Amen. I want you to just let these thoughts run through your mind. Now you need to discover who you are. And if you know, or you, if you already know, you want to even look deep. Look deep. Look deep. Lord, I want to, to, to come to this place of certainty where I know who I am. For I know that when a person turns away from who they really are or become discouraged by circumstances even when you are talking they would want to excuse them themselves but Lord we, 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 I don't want to do that I saw what happened to Moses Father maybe you are like Moses some trauma some challenge some circumstance has knocked you off your feet and you're walking in the wilderness and so when your assignment is, is, is even brought into your face, you don't want to even look at it. You just want to just go through the mundane life. Just have something to eat. Just have some job to do. That gives you 80 pounds a week. You're okay with it. 
just pay your rent, have some clothes to wear, just have some flip-flops to walk about. But you want to say, Lord God, I want to live life. I want to live a fulfilled life. You created me here for a, a unique purpose. And I want to be fulfilling that unique purpose. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I sense grace in this place. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. I sense God speaking to people, doing great things here. Moving upon hearts. Yes. Some of you, your minds are already being renewed because you, 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 already, you already know what you're meant to do. Your mind is being renewed. Yes, allow it. Allow it. Open up. And the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God is one of your richest resources. You want to consult from now on. Truth is in God's word. Life is in God's word. Father, we pray. May we not just walk through this life, but we, may we be people who know who we are and why we are here and what we are meant to do. To serve your kingdom. To serve you by serving the people you put around us. The poor, the needy, the broken. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We bless and worship you. I know what I'm saying. Say amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you.